Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to a new episode of Unselfie Girl Audie Bree. Well, I think life is precious because you can't watch it again. But once you realize you're not going to be around forever, I think that's what makes life so magical. I am so excited to be speaking to you guys today. It feels like a long time no speak, but thankfully I've been keeping up with it. Like I told you guys, I really want to be consistent with my podcast. As you'll see from this podcast episode, I will be juggling a lot of things in 2023, but this is my year of no excuses. So whatever it is that I have to do, I'm going to do it. I don't care. Today, we are going to be talking about something that's very near and dear to my heart, and that is my writing. Those of y'all who have been listening to me podcast for the last almost three years, it's kind of crazy to me that I've been talking on this mic for that long. Y'all know I love, honestly, all literature, but my specialty is poetry, and I recently just published my first book. It is called Healing 17. I want to read you guys my letter. You know, a lot of authors put a letter in their book. And I was like, I'm definitely going to have to do this. Just so y'all can get a touch of what this book is and what it means to me. So, as a teenager, it's agony to live inside your head. You comb through everything in your life. You start with your friendships and end with your love life. As your mind races, you wonder if anyone else goes through this routine. Fortunately, they do. We all wish to be a better daughter, sister, friend, student, etc. I know I did. Thankfully, life doesn't stop at 17. Every day, we're blessed with the chance to build the life we want. I created this book after going on a healing journey. These poems reflect me and some of my close friends. They depict sex, depression, betrayal, fear, and love through the eyes of a young woman. I wanted this book to be relatable. Thank you all for your support. Sincerely, Autumn. So I am just excited. You guys know that all of those topics are things that I'm very, very passionate about. I like to have real open and honest dialogue. And I felt like growing up, I didn't really get that. You know, a lot of people lie. You know, I talked about this on my podcast. I remember having conversations about sex with my friends. And a lot of them would lie about it. I had to be like the guinea pig. And once I opened up about certain things, then my friends felt the need to open up. And I'm like, why don't we have this honesty from jump? And so, you know, I just want people to know that whatever it is that they're going through, you know, they're not alone. I'm going to read to you guys one of my poems. And it is called Lucky Charm. Her bright smile and extraterrestrial style kept me grounded. Her listening ear and the way she persevered is what kept me here. I didn't know the person at her door couldn't take it no more. I didn't know the pain she faced behind her wooden door. I wish I could have been a better friend. I wish I could see all the time she'd pretend. I wish that I saw all the cuts on her arm. I thought I was dying till I lost my green charm. I wrote that poem after finding out someone very near and dear to me was going through it mentally. You know, they were very suicidal. They were practicing self-harm. 
And I just, I had no idea of what was going on in their life. They're one of those people where they will put a smile on their face. They will try to put a smile on everybody else's faces. And you ask them, you know, how are you? You know, what's good? Even if you do have an inkling that, you know, they're having an off day, everything's good. Everything's okay. Um, And so I was just very heartbroken. And I wrote that poem. And I know a lot of people have you know, gone through suicidal thoughts themselves. I was very open and honest about that in my last podcast episode. And I, you know, I I wrote this poem about one specific friend, but I've had a few friends who have suffered from, you know, dealing with suicidal thoughts and dealing with depression. And so every single poem in this book is raw and open. You know, I speak about daddy issues and and self-esteem and being friends with people who maybe aren't the best for you, but you don't know how to let them go. Like, I speak about a lot of stuff. And so I really want you guys to check it out. You can download a free sample. Um, But, you know, buy my book. (laughs) But buy my book and, um, and share it and have real open and honest dialogue with your homegirls and your homeboys and your family and whomever is a loved one in your life. That if, if you take anything from my book, I want that to be it. So, you know, I love you guys so much. I'm very, very, very excited. It, it's been a lot leading up to this. Um, you know, a lot of poetry slams and competing and I've gotten scholarships for my poetry. So, you know, I'm excited to add a published author. I've been published before, but I now have my own book. So I'm just excited. So on top of that, y'all know my birthday is coming up. Everyone, it's my birthday. I've been losing my voice, so I can't really scream, but I'm so excited. Those of y'all who have been listening to me for some time, y'all know that I usually have birthday depression, but I don't know, like 2023, it's feeling like real good. Y'all know I'm into astrology, so for the past three years, a lot of the fixed signs, especially as Aquarians, have been going through it, and finally... Things are looking up for us. You know, a lot of astrologists have been saying that. You know, I'm new to the astrology game and I know this, but listen to other astrologists say it, I'm like, yes. And I can feel it. Like, I can feel a transformation energy um, above me. So I'm excited. And I decided to do a list of 20 things for your early 20s. Honestly, I could have done a list of 100 things. Like, I was really just reflecting uh, you know, the past few years of my life, but I limited it down to 20 things. So we are going to discuss these 20 things. One, you don't always have to go out, save your money. I have a lot of friends in my life who are not the best when it comes to saving money. And a lot of their faults are pushed upon me. You know, I have friends who always want to go out, and I had a very, very hard time saying no. Like, I can't do it today. I got rent to pay. I got school to pay for, blah, 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 blah. Now, I'm like, sorry, boo. I can't do it. Or if I am doing it, I got to be a baddie on a budget. Like, I don't got to put on for nobody. You know, 
a lot of my friends, they don't live on their own. They live with their parents. So we we're not on equal playing field. So I got to do what it is that I have to do. Right? Two, just because a guy is older, it doesn't always mean he's more mature. I have always gone for guys who were a little bit older. Because I always felt like, mm, I'm mature for my age. Let me just go for someone that's, you know, it's old. Like, I live on my own. But I'm young. You know, not a lot of people in their early 20s live on their own, especially in this economy. So I tend to go for guys who are older and who are on, you know, again, the same playing field as me, who have their own place and have their own this and that. Um, And you think some of this stuff comes with maturity, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, And I speak about stuff like that in my poetry book as well. Um, You know, you got to be careful being, being with older men. A lot of them will try to manipulate you and play you and... You know, you don't want to have to deal with that. So be wary of that. Three, befriend people who reflect who you are and want to be. As an Aquarius, particularly an Aquarius Venus, I love to be friends with different people. I've said that countless of times. People of different ages, people of different races, ethnicities, etc., 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 social classes, religion. I love it. But the older I get the more hard I am on the people that I allow in my life, um, at least as a friend. Now, you can be an associate. My criteria isn't that crazy with associates, but as far as a friend, the older I get, the more, like, on top of it that I am. I want to be friends with people whom are driven, whom are successful, who don't get themselves wrapped up into mess. So, you know, that whole you are who you're friends with, it never really related to me in a sense because I've always been strong-willed. Like, I'm not going to let people peer pressure me. But, you know, it is true. It is something that we should follow. Um, Four, strangers will support you more than people you know. That is so true. I spoke about that on my last podcast episode of me doing pageantry and not really having a lot of people support me. You know, I have a lot of people, especially on social media, who do nothing but watch face all day, every day. I've had people be the first to watch my story. People I've known for years upon years be the last to like a pic, the last to say congratulations, or they won't even do it at all. And then at that point, they get blocked. But it's just weirdo energy. And I've had people who don't know me or who don't know me that well who are my biggest supporters like when i told people i was doing pageantry people i know and love i got dry yay cool or them like asking me a bunch of questions kind of like belittling me my chances of even winning pageantry meanwhile i have people i don't know being like what can i do for you oh my god this is so exciting i'll post you out this out that because you know people know i'm not really into social media i'll post you i'll do all this and it's like wow like, wow, so that is just a big lesson. And you can't take it personal. When I have people that I love not, you know, be there for me, I don't take it personal, especially because I know karma ends up coming back around. And I've had people who do not support me financially, all this stuff, who now want my support. And it's like, oh, no, honey, remember when? I've been having businesses and blogs and all that type of stuff since I was 14, 15 years old. And I have friends not support me, not repost, 
none of that. But now that I'm starting to build my brand and do whatever it is that I have to do, and they know that I have a little coin in my pocket, they want me to do the utmost. And it's like, no, darling, no. You treat people how you want to be treated. This is why I try to be nice to people, because when it's your turn, you want people to be there. Period. Five. A friend to all is a friend to none. I'm starting to realize certain friendships of people who like feel the need to be liked by people, they tend to be the worst of friends. They don't have loyalty. And I remember always hearing that, and I just always felt some type of way about that. Like, who cares if someone is friends with everyone? Like, maybe they're just a nice person, or maybe they just don't like competition. But I will go hard for people, and I realize that's not reciprocated because a certain person wants to be liked by everyone. And I don't play that. So a friend to all is a friend to none. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen it in situations regarding me and situations regarding other people. You got to have some boundaries, period, especially when you're an adult. Remember, this list is for people in their early 20s. You are not 15 years old. You need to stand up, period. Six, you don't know a person until you've seen them drunk. I feel like that is just obvious. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You just, you, you see another person when they're drunk, whether they're more fun, more outgoing, or more violent, or whatever. Just, just take heed to that. Seven, don't befriend men who find you attractive. They will cross boundaries. I think I also spoke about that in my last podcast episode. I can't really remember. But... I, you know, growing up, I always say, and this isn't to bash myself, that I just was not as conventionally attractive. So I was just treated like a homie. You know, I play ball, we hang out, we go out to dinner. Nobody's making moves on me. I'm really just seen as like their brother, honestly. And then once I got to clicking and clacking in the heels and did the makeup and the cheekbones and jawline and the confidence all came in. You know, and people didn't just see my lips like Jay-Z's lips. I remember people used to make fun of my lips and now people pay to have them. You know, now that all this stuff has happened, men really are like grimy towards me and I don't like it. And I remember trying to treat my male friends like my female friends. Come over, have dinner, let's watch a movie. And they'd make moves on me. So you just got to stay woke. I'm not saying every man is just a disgusting animal, but some men really will try it. So, you know. You just got to be careful about being friends with a man who's going to try and change your mind about him. Like, you're telling him, we're friends. And he's like, okay, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. But he'll try to change your mind over and over. Like, a lot of men can't take rejection. So, really just be careful about that. Eight, sometimes you're only invited so you can split the cost or bill. I have had friends who have invited me on trips or invited me out to do whatever, whatever. And it was very clear and obvious that... Maybe they did like my company, but the sole purpose of having me there was so that I could put up some funds. And I, I don't like that. You know, I, I understand, especially being in your early 20s, wanting to save a coin and wanting to get a group together. And we split stuff. But don't just solely invite me so I can be the, your sugar mama. That can't happen. Invite me because you want my company. You want to turn up with me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good company. I like to have fun and kiki. Let that be the reason that you initially invite me. And then we could get to the money. Nine, avoid women who don't have female friends. 
again with me wanting to be friends with people who are different than me, you know, who come from different walks of life than me. I love befriending tomboys, I guess, because the majority of the friends that I, female friends that I've befriended are like the opposite of me. They aren't divas. You know, they don't let the hair down, nails down, everything dead. They like to be comfortable. They would never dress the way that I dress or act the way that I act, but it opposites attract. So we tend to get along. But I've realized a lot of the values that I've had, being that I am a girl's girl, being that I did grow up around sisters, I just have realized my female friends who aren't the closest with females who are like, I females are showing a bunch of drama, they're there staring that I'd rather be cool with guys. They tend to be the most drama in my lives. So I just be careful about that because I had a friend where like she would do a lot of foul stuff to me and I would explain like this this is not it, you know, talking about me behind my back and doing all this stuff. I don't play that. And she would always avert to, like, what she knew based on her fake guy friends. Because a lot of her guy friends were so fake, they'd bash her. It was like, she's comparing me and our friendships to people who aren't real friends. But I get it. Like, a lot of guys, they don't trip about certain stuff as women do. So it's, it's going to be a challenge being friends of women who just are not cool with a bunch of women. I'm the same. 10. Start building your credit. I feel like that's so explanatory. 11, don't always tell your relationship indiscretions. Your friends and family don't forget. Not too long ago, I'm, I'm talking about like months ago, I expressed to a group of women certain stuff that I went through with a man that I was previously involved with. Excuse me, I feel like I have to burp. Um, mind you i have not been with that man in the longest time like we would talk here and there but at this point communication is cut off i don't know what is going on in his life and these women continuously bring it up it's exhausting i don't know if it's like jealousy i hate to play the jealous card but i'm like are you guys like looking for faults in my life and the only thing you have is like my love life because as i said in my last podcast episode i am very private even with my loved ones if i don't feel like sharing i'm not going to especially if you don't ask if you don't ask i don't tell so that was like a little bit of my life that i gave and it's constantly being talked about and i'm like i moved on from this man like please leave me alone so whether it be in a good way or a bad way a lot of your friends don't forget like good way meaning you and your man got into some stuff and you ran to your mama your brother your sister your cousin your best friend and they're all like team forget him and the next day you're in his bed and you're you know you're all wrapped up in his arms again wrapped up under his spell and your friends and family are like what and you just want them to forget about it. But it's hard to forget about stuff when you want the best for your friend or your sister, whatever you are um, in a person's life. So just be careful. Like I remember with this guy that people were bashing me about, even though we're not together. I never told people our issues. I remember he did me so dirty and I did not tell people until like three weeks later because I wanted to make sure I was truly done with this man. And then I like ranted to everybody. But 
it took me a while. I didn't want to just start ranting and then forgiving him. But what he did was unforgivable. It was, I won't even go there, child. Um, 12, there's more competition and comparisons in your 20s and in your teens. That is so true. Um, I've had a lot of friends be jealous of me and my accomplishments, which is actually like very sad or compare themselves to me. Actually, more now as an adult than as a teenager. Um, you know, when you're in your 20s, you're really in different places in your life. You have friends who are starting families, you know, getting engaged. And then you have friends who are in college and partying it up. And, you know, you have friends running their own businesses. And so a lot of people compete and compare. You have friends who are living at home with their family. You have friends who are living by themselves. So there's a lot of comparison. Um, and you just really got to be careful about, you know, how people react to who you are and what you bring to the table. Because, like I said, I've had friends be jealous of me and make comments about my life. And it's like, you shouldn't even focus on my life. You do whatever it is that you need to do. But, yeah, the, the comparison and the competition is at an all-time high in your 20s, especially in college. You feel like that stuff gets left in high school, but it does not. It's actually sad. 13, you'll start humanizing your parents, you know, and that's not in a bad way. You just really realize your parents are, you know, human. Growing up, like, especially with my parents, I never saw them break a sweat. I have only ever seen my mom cry a handful of times, maybe a pinch of times, because she never really cried growing up. You know, she was a strong woman. Um, But now as an adult, I just see things a different way, especially now that I've lived on my own. Um, I spoke about that on my last podcast episode too in a funny way like how you know I never understood getting yelled at because I didn't take out the meat but you know and and didn't do dishes that weren't mine <laughs> like these dishes aren't mine they're my brothers and sisters why are you mad but now that I'm an adult coming home to things not being done is like the worst you know and I it, it's usually my doing because I don't live with people so imagine having kids who are more than capable of washing dishes and taking out the damn chicken yeah it, it's it's irritating so you just humanize them and empathize and all that good stuff 14 hookup culture benefits men more than women i again feel like that's self-explanatory i don't like how we're normalizing hookup culture um and you know you just you got to be careful about the advice that you take from certain women. Um, the beautiful Brittany Runner, she was someone who pushed hooking up with men. And recently she denounced that and spoke about feeling used by men and giving men access to her sexually that did not deserve it. So you got to be careful because I've had women in my life tell me that I should partake in hookup culture and get mad at me because I say, oh, well, when I have kids, I want to be married and da, 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 da. and they just look at me crazy. And again, I don't judge what people do in their life because that ain't got nothing to do with me. But let's stop pushing stuff because then they'll say that and some stuff will happen with a guy and then it's like the end of the world i'm like i thought you were about this life so be careful about the advice that you take from other people i also spoke about that in my last podcast episode that's part of the reason why i did it 
excuse me, because I want to give y'all access to who it is that I am. And then y'all can see whether or not you want to take my advice. I don't take advice from people I don't respect. That should have also been on the list. <laughs> 15. Never entertain a man who isn't in your league. The audacity will hurt more. Again, as an Aquarius Venus, I like to be with men who are the complete opposite of me um, in some way, shape, or form. But you cannot degrade yourself to mess. Because a lot of men, they don't really settle. Unless it's like later on in the life and, you know, it's the argument of men settling for the woman in front of them. But a lot of them, like if they get their money up, they switch up. You have a lot of celebrity men who, you know, were with their high school sweethearts, et cetera, et cetera. And the minute they glow up, the minute they get money and fame and all that, they're on to a new chick to kind of symbolize their new status so a lot of men don't play so why should this woman play like a lot of this woman needs to get our standards up period i've clearly made mistakes we've all made mistakes we're in our early 20s but we gotta get it together you know if you have a job and you work and you do all this stuff you may not want to be with a man who does a complete opposite you may want to be with a man who's also on the grind in their hustle like you 16, pay close attention to friends who constantly bash your man. A lot of friends who have talked about my men who have wanted them. I had a female friend who constantly bashed a man in both of our lives just for me to find out that they were a bit too cozy for my liking. So watch out for that. Like, I've learned... In your early 20s, whatever it is that your friends choose to accept, allow it. Um, 17, sometimes the woman you're looking for is not in the following, but the followers. I was with a man, and in my heart of hearts, I knew that he was seeing another woman. I just knew it. God blessed me with a beautiful intuition. So I'm like, let me get to digging. And I go through his uh, following, and there were certain names in that following that was making me be like, hmm. You know, I'm looking at the pictures. I, I get a little crazy, I'm not going to lie. I look at the pictures. I see if he's in the likes. And I'm just like, nothing rang, a, rang anything in me. Like, nothing said, aha. So I'm like, you know what? Let me go through him and his best friend's following <laughs> or followers. And I found the girl that he was sleeping with. So, you know, sometimes it's not in the following. He tried to be sneaky and not follow her back. But she was in the followers. And when we were done talking, guess what, y'all? He ended up following her. So, check those followers. You know, if they have thousands and thousands of followers, I don't know what to tell you. Thankfully, this man was, like, low-key. He didn't have, like, a crap ton of followers. I don't know what to tell you if there's a lot of followers. And I guess, yes, look in the following. But... I found her. 18, pay attention to how a man speaks about his exes. You know, I was a man who constantly bashes exes, you know, talks about how toxic they were, this and that. But I realized everything that he said about his exes were actually who he was. I don't know if that's who he was from jump. And he's the reason why his exes were the way they were. Or if their exes were like him and turned him the way that he was. I don't know what it was. But he tried to bring that energy to my life, and it was not going to happen. You know, we got to stop trying to fix broken people. If a man tells you he's hurt and he's this and he's that, tell him to go to a therapist and get about your life. Do not try to play Iyanla, please. 
Not on my watch. Not on my watch. 19, a job is a job is a job. Humble yourself, especially if you're in school. Your dream job will come. You know, a lot of people in our generation, we want to be the next influencer, the next model, the next da-da-da-da-da. You know, any other job below that is beneath us. But I'm sorry. Sometimes you have to do whatever you have to do to have money in your pocket. It ain't such a thing as broken handsome. So if you have to do a restaurant job, be a little server or be a barista or whatever it is that you need to do, do it. It's better than being broke. Period. Now, if you have friends who are going to fund your unemployment, not friends, a family who is going to fund your unemployment, you do you, I guess. You know, get your degree and then get your dream job. But if you don't, do what you got to do. And 20, network. A lot of the things that I have accumulated in my life is due to networking. That is something that I saw from my mom. She was always good with just being kind of people. And people would look out for her in a lot of ways. So that is important. And it's not just about your degree. It's not just about your grades. It is about your networking. That is why nepotism is such a big deal. Not just in Hollywood. We always talk about it in the Hollywood atmosphere. But you can see nepotism anywhere with lawyers or special cops and all that so networking being kind to people because again like i said earlier you never know when you'll need them and on that note i love you guys so 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 much